0: You have reached the life model decoy of Tony Stark, please leave a message.
1: Podcast. I am your host, Eric, and this is another edition of the Monthly Comics Cast. Um, this is the March edition, and so of course that means I have with me, I have gathered with me the, oh man, the League of Substit- Substitute Podcasters. <laughs> when these days I get right. Um, <laughs> so of course we have uh, the Cosmic Comic Guru, Dario. What's up, Dario?
2: Hey, what's going on, guys?
1: The world's greatest sidekick, Paul. What's up, Paul? What's up, guys? And um, that that's it, I think. Right? I believe. Oh no, no that's that's guy. Right. we have the the <laughs> defender of the secret wars himself, John. What's up, John? Hey guys, hello
2: all. I think he just I think he deserves the title of Beyond. There, we should just call him the <laughs> Beyond. <laughs>
3: Not, you could just say cool guy and all. <laughs> no,
1: we don't we, no, to that. Nobody's going to believe that.
3: It's okay.
2: <laughs> he you see no like it
4: He can't be he can't be the beyonder. He doesn't have the shoulder pads for it.
2: Yes, oh, he does. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't just, just you really know, he could have the shoulder pads. He could, yeah. <laughs> all
4: right, so this is the podcast
1: where we talk about comics and we do start off a little kind of review slash recommendation of some books, and then we do our off-the-shelf comic where we look at an older storyline or uh, one we've never read before, and then you know, we might talk about some comic related stuff. So let's start with the reviews, and uh I'm going to start because I have, oh no, sorry, I got, I got nothing. Wait, what do you got? Nothing. I got nothing. Got nothing.
2: Did you read, read Hagar the Horrible? <laughs>
3: Is that even around <laughs> anymore? hey got the horrible, right? Yeah, that.
4: that's too that's that's too complicated for not <laughs> get to people daily.
0: <laughs> yeah, people <I'll be> <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: but I did see the other day that it was the some like some I forget what year, but it was the like thirty or forty anniversary of Garfield finding uh Normal, his little annoying kitten friend.
2: You say forty year?
1: I don't know, thirty, forty, whatever it was.
2: I bet you it's it was 40. To it. It it be be forty. Garfield, Garfield yeah. came out when I was in elementary school.
3: Yeah, really it's been How? around a while. It's oh, yeah. It's got to be forty years. Yeah, eighties. Yeah. Really, Dario, Dario
1: uh, Garfield came out in the forties. I'll oh, be quiet. <laughs> <laughs>
2: We all know We all know I went to high school in 35. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. Boy, Dario, you got a great memory. <laughs> I remember the day.
0: Anyway.
1: <laughs> um, Yeah, so let's get to the review recommendations. So we'll start with you, Dario. What do you got for us?
2: Okay, so let's see. Um, I'll, start with, oh, no I'll start with a book from uh, the... Archie horror line oh, called Ooh. "Pops Chocolate Shop of Horrors." <laughs> it's a one-shot, so they're starting to really pick up on doing the chilling adventures stuff for Archie again. They did a, um, they did the Sabrina book uh, and <clears throat> the Afterlife with Archie book, which are not being published anymore. And to this day, they still won't say. That Afterlife with Archie is canceled because it ended with like a cliffhanger. Oh, and the gather really? saying it's not canceled. It's only been five years, maybe six. <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: it's only been 12 years, so you know. Right? You still
2: haven't uh, So anyway, this is one of the newer ones that just came out this week. And big fan of the cover artist. Um Hack, I believe his name is. Am I wrong? Let me take a look. The cover art. Doesn't seem to be on here that I can re- I can see very regularly. But I believe his name is Hack. Um, so this is uh, basically just like your standard EC comic-style anthology book, but it's all based around Pop's chocolate shop. Right. So these two kids are, are um, grabbing a bite before they go out to see their horror movie late-night date. And um i'm not familiar with either of the two characters it's not like archie or betty or any of those people it's just two other teenagers and they're like oh i forgot my wallet and the other one's like well i don't have my wallet either so they're like all right let's just get the hell out of here and pop stops them and says all right you guys have to clean up and while they're cleaning up they start finding like gore and like blood and teeth and all this weird stuff and Pop's like, oh, so uh, maybe I'll give you a little bit of history of the shop. And then he starts telling these little stories about how, uh, basically, he cooks people and feeds them to other people.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> As you do. <laughs> so it's three stories, um, and each each one features different characters. And intermittently, they go back to these two kids like trying to figure out how to get out of the shop. Um, and ultimately, it ends with with them dying and Pop like, ha 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 ha. I'm gonna cook another day. <laughs> kind <of a> thing. <laughs> but it was pretty decent. Um, I, I've read other other horror stuff from them that was better. Like uh, Vampironica was pretty good. Um, mm. What else did they do? Uh, well, obviously, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is awesome, and Afterlife with Archie is the absolute best. But when they go with these with these one shots, I like it. It's just it's just weird, you know, because everybody has a certain perception of the Archie universe, and when they come out with, like, this nutty car, <laughs> that's what I want to check out. So, read this, that and enjoy it. With your description
4: that you just gave, mm-hmm. if I read that book...
2: You'd throw it over your shoulder.
4: Damn straight. don't <laughs> over the right one, over the left one.
1: <laughs> and then it would whip around like a boomerang, come
4: back, and hit you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be my uh, nation, the Captain Boomerang.
2: The next book, um, that reminds me of something we'll talk about afterwards when we're talking about shows and stuff. But anyway, just bring up Captain Boomerang again, Paul. Uh, the next book I read is from Image Comics and it's called Dead Romans. It came out this week. I picked that up. Wow. You did pick it up. Mm-hmm. The art looked pretty good, right? You flipped through it and you were like, wow, this looks really awesome. And it's about uh, Romans. Oh, you know what? Before I hop on this, let me read the creative theme for the Archie book. Um, story The first short story is written by Amy Chase. The second short story is written by Ryan Caddy. And the third short story is written by Jordan Morris. And there's the artist. Okay, because they list the artists differently. It doesn't say artist, it says something else. So the first artist in the first short story is Fernando Sabatini. And on the second short story, it's Chris Panda. And the third short story, it's Alana Kangas. K-A-N-G-A-S. I hope I said that right. Anyway, back to Dead Romans. Dead Romans is issue is released by Image Comics. It's written by Fred Kennedy, illustrated by Nick Markinkoff, M-A-R-I-N-K-O-V-I-C-H. Markinkovich. Uh and the cover artist is Carrie Nord, or if you have cover D, it's by Adam. Adam Gorham does cover D. Um, So, the interior art for this book is pretty damn amazing, and it caught my eye right away. Um, The the premise of the book is uh, Romans are going to deliver a war chest um, to one of their despoiled kingdoms, and there is a, the, the captain that's leading legions. It's a huge it's a huge amount of people going. It's, um, what does it say, say it is? It's three legions, and all their followers um, are delivering this war chest. And they get attacked in Germany by barbarians that were waiting for them, and they steal the war chest. And um, I don't know if the woman that was with the war chest was going to be part of the gift or not, but she is um, – the uh the woman of the of the of the commander of these legions uh and as you're reading the book he's saying how he's not going to leave her there that he's going to take her back um so that's why i was a little confused as to whether or not she was considered a gift or or if she's just a woman that was with the with the war chest um but first issue is a little to me it's a it's it's a little all over the place it's it's they talk about the romance between uh, the commander of the legions and the woman. They talk about the, the German barbarians and them stealing the war chest. And um, it's just a fight. And then afterwards, they're just trying, the Romans are trying to recover their, their lost goods. Um, honestly, I don't know if this is an ongoing series or if it's a mini miniseries.
1: Um, I'm looking it up. Editor's note, I'm looking it up online right now. It is a mini series, although it doesn't okay. specify how many issues.
2: If, if it reads like it would be a miniseries, but I wasn't sure. Um, so I didn't get a whole lot out of issue one, besides the fact that I really love the art. Um, I'm going to try and read issue two and see if it picks up a little bit. But right now it's just we're okay. delivering something that got taken from us. We have to take it back. Kind of a storyline. Right.
4: The cover. I like the cover because the cover caught my eye.
2: I'm like, what's this? Yeah. Well, it's, got, it's, got a great, it's got a great title. It's got great art. It's from Image. And the the sub-imprint for the image on the image logo is called Shadowline, which I don't know, because you know how images, sometimes independent studios are published through them. Right. So maybe Shadowline is uh, an independent studio.
1: It sounds familiar, Shadowline.
2: It's it's, Well, DC or Marvel, Marvel did a thing for Shadowline. Hmm. That may be what you're thinking. Could be. So... That's um, that's all I have for new stuff. Now the other thing I to talk about is um, so what we've been doing in my store is I've been grabbing stock that have been that's been sitting around for a while, like especially like <laughs> miniseries or or like a run of say Batman or something that is a story, and I'm packing it all together and I'm trying to push it out for a cheaper so people can read it and I can move in some inventory. Because I got to make room for new stuff, because we're always buying cool new things, and nobody can see because I have no room to put it out. So, <laughs> <laughs> so one of the things that I found uh, while I was going through the boxes is uh, is a miniseries that I had never read before. Now, you may or may not have uh, remember that uh, in the '90s, um, Marvel and DC weren't the only publishers. There was a bunch of other people like trying to, you know takes take the reins of comic publishing and tops put out a series of comics oh yeah so this is a tops mini series called the frankenstein dracula war that i (laughs) never heard of before (laughs) so i was like you know what but what i'm putting this out for i'm buying it i'm going to read these three issues and see how it is is
3: that a mike magola cover
2: they're all by him and these covers are great these covers are the best thing about the miniseries.
3: <laughs> no kidding. I, I can see why it piqued your curiosity. Yeah. Great stuff. I mean,
2: they're, they're just great. Um, I mean, the, the storyline itself isn't terrible. Um, and the interior artist and all that stuff is pretty good, but the covers are really what got my attention. Huh. Um, so it's a three issue miniseries. And the creative team is Roy Thomas, legendary writer. Oh, wow. Penciler oh, wow. is... Claude St. Urban, and the anchor is Alan Nouris, N-U-N-I-S, Nouris, maybe. Um, so it takes place in 1796 in France uh, during the Napoleonic Wars. Actually, it doesn't take place in France. It takes place in Transylvania, but Napoleon's troops are approaching those countries and all that stuff, so it immediately uh, brings in Brings in Dracula, who is depicted as he kind of is in the in a novel, where he's a dude with a long mustache and beard and all that stuff. Um, so Dracula goes to the um, castle of another count and says that he wants to uh, propose marriage to his daughter. And the guy's like, "You're not burying my daughter. You're 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 a, a beast. You your your ancestors are people, and you know rumor has it you're some sort of undead." And uh, <coughs> his daughter is kind of watching from the sidelines and you can tell she's really in the drag. She's just like, Oh, I want to marry him so badly.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and so the, the, the other count throws out count Dracula and says, he's going to go to his castle and kill him because he's found a way to enthrall his daughter. And he doesn't want that happening. Um, so then we cut to a village, uh, a village in um, also near Transylvania. That's being besieged by Napoleon's people. And there's a really like hulking French guy who goes by the name of Monsieur Massacre. (laughs) 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 He's like, he's like, when he shows up, everyone's like, oh my God, get out of the way. (laughs) So, they track down they're trying they track down this 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 woman because they're gonna go and you know, just grab her. And she runs to her house and she is giving uh, shelter to Frankenstein's monster. So we find out later in the series that she is considered an outsider in her in her village. People think she's a witch because she was um, <clears throat> being abused by her father, and so she killed her father, and everybody kinda knew what was going on, but they didn't want to have to deal with it, so they just called her a witch and kind of – she would come into town and get, you know, vegetables and stuff, but they were like, get out, get out. So her only friend was Frankenstein, uh, who is portrayed very much as the Frankenstein from the novel, where he's smarter, he can talk, he's not the Boris Karloff Frankenstein. Right. So this is – this is a, a maybe a, maybe two or three years after um, he returned from the uh, the Antarctic after he kills Victor Frankenstein up there. So he got, so he's been living down in Transylvania. Um, so Monsieur Massacre goes and sees Frankenstein, and he's like, oh, somebody who's you know, he's like he's taller than me. Nobody's nobody's as tall as me to begin with, and he's taller than me. So he's gonna he throws his rifle down. And he's like, I'm gonna take this guy out by the hands. <laughs> and, and Frankenstein just kicks his ass.
0: <laughs>
2: but then we find out that his uh, commander is a, is somebody who can wield magic. He, the, the, their commander comes out, hits Frankenstein with a blast, and knocks him unconscious. And then <clears throat> later when he wakes up, he says, all right, so I'm, I'm an ancient what he call himself, an ancient alchemist who's who's lived lives longer than any of these soldiers that I'm with. And he goes, I'm here specifically to kill Dracula because he needs his vampire heart because he wants to make a potion that will ensure that he's immortal forever instead of just having to drink a potion, you know, every, I don't know, 10 years or whatever. So he tells, Drac- he tells Frankenstein, he goes, I'll give you your woman back because he has his girlfriend captured or the woman that had sheltered him. He goes, he'll give you her back if you go take the silver knife, go to Dracula's castle. He's a vampire, so be careful about that. He goes, go there, kill him, bring me his heart, and you can have your girl back. So Frankenstein's like, whatever, I'll I'll do it. And he goes, and there's a brief fight. And then afterwards, um, Dracula, Dracula defeats Frankenstein and cages him and makes himself look like Frankenstein and goes out with the heart that he took from another human that was there and was like, Oh, I got the heart. Long story short, um, Frankenstein and Dracula team up. They kill they kill the, the the French guys. They become friends for like a day, and then uh, and then and then in issue three they fight to death.
0: <laughs> so it's, it's a
2: bit of a mess. <laughs> issue three is just a huge fight with with the two of them. So issue two they're buddies. Issue this this they meet. Issue two they're like hey we're pals, and then issue three, Dracula well, no Frankenstein's like Dracula you killed my girlfriend and Dracula's like yes. Because of Dracula. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> so it was neat. Um, it felt very much like a book written by Topps. So a brand new a brand new comic company that had enough money to hire Roy Thomas and, and, right. <laughs> and hire Mike Manuel to do covers. Uh-huh. But then like, eh, just give us something. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and little editor's note on that book it was as you said three issues and it came out in 1995
2: yep wow they're in the comic boom before the comic bust so i very much wow. enjoyed reading this book even though i don't think the story was 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 amazing um it was fun there's a nice uh two-page intro by roy thomas that talks about his love for the characters and how uh and how he uh, he also is a huge fan of uh, Abbott Destalomy Frankenstein. <laughs> so he talks about that for a while. <laughs> and I was, I was like, "That's cool. I like it. Glad I read it. I'm glad I only paid four bucks for it. So good to go."
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> those are my reviews. That was before your discount. No, I paid. I, I just paid four bucks for it. I think what was I was gonna put it off for? I was gonna put it up a six. And I was and I was like, I'll, you know, I, I could have got it cheaper because of my discount, but I was I was like, I'll just pay four bucks for it. So,
1: all right, um, Paul, would you like to go next? Sure.
4: I only got one. It's I don't know if you guys see it. Can You see that?
2: Oh, I almost read yep. that. That was on my pile, it I was like, uh, I'm not gonna read it right now. Mm. Yep.
4: <coughs> got I got the new Doctor Strange number one with the um Alex Ross cover on it. Um, as a standard, as you know, like, number ones go, it's pretty much just a walkthrough. It's like a, um, a recap of what happened during the last, when Clea took over.
2: Yeah, they recapped the, the, the the strange series where Clea was, the was in charge. Um, it's written by
4: Jed McKay. The artist is, is Pascal Ferry. The, hold on. The colorist is uh, Matt Hollingworth, and the weathering is done by BC BC's Corey Pellet. Um, I'm biased, okay? I know. Uh, not too strange. <laughs>
0: so,
4: I I was kind of pissed when they killed him off, and I'm kind of glad that he's back. Spoiler. Uh,
2: <laughs> I mean, how could he be upset that he was killed off? because you know he was coming back. no one dies it's, in comics. Yeah. Exactly.
1: <laughs> Nobody ever stays dead in comics. So, got yeah, uh,
4: like I said, it's just it's another it's just sort of like a right re- uh, recap of what happened. I mean, he did get he did get to talk. He got to talk with um Luke Cage cuz when back in back in Strange, Clea pretty much like elves and trolls, you know, like mystical creatures into into, uh, 616. And Luke Cage is now the mayor of New York and he's like, dude, we gotta do something about this. I got him running running rampant. So Dr. Strange is looking into that. He got to talk to Peter with all the stuff that's happening with him. Um, It was just back and forth. And then I guess they, um, yeah. They mentioned, uh, I never heard of this guy. This, uh, Agamon?
2: Agamon? Agamemnon. Agamemnon.
4: Agamemnon from, uh, the purple
2: dimension? Yeah. He's one of the people that he's cast spells for. Right.
4: He <coughs> killed, apparently this guy killed several people and, and clears out for his blood. So, but they left it off with a claim, with a Mm.
2: Mm-hmm. So the two of them are still in the book together, right?
4: Yes. Yep. And she's not very she's not happy with them because Agamag Agamaglon is still kicking after they went and talked to him. If
0: mm-hmm.
4: she wanted to finish him right then and there.
2: Yeah, when she was when she was a sorcerer supreme, she was a lot more vicious than he was. Yeah.
4: I think I think didn't she go didn't she go Uh, toe-to-toe with doom and turned him away? I don't know. I don't remember that. Probably. Right. But I like it. I mean, like I said, Doctor Strange is one of my favorites, so I'm going to write. Yeah, I love Doctor Strange.
2: It took me a really long time to get into Doctor Strange. One of my best friends had been reading Doctor Strange ever since I've known him, and I was just like, why are you reading that trash? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: Are you guys still friends? (laughs) Yeah, we're still friends.
2: (laughs) <laughs> and then, and then, like, I don't know, maybe, like, uh, five or six years ago, I was talking to Ken in the Worcester store, and he saw me buying up copies of Tomb of Dracula, and we started talking about Gene Colan and his art. And Oh, yeah. And so I started talking good about how I, was, how I started reading How to Duck 2 because of his art, and he's like, now you've got to read Daredevil and Doctor Strange. He goes, because he's on Doctor Strange for a while. Yeah. So it's good. I'm glad I discovered it. Yeah, he has some good Doctor Strange stuff. Yeah, yeah, great.
1: You were reading like two yeah. Dracula and stuff, and you were complaining about how cheesy Doctor Strange was. <laughs> oh, two <Tomb laughs> Dracula was amazing.
2: I, they, that took me a long time to read that too. Like, I growing up, I'd known about it, and I was like, whatever. And I went and read them, and I was like, these are awesome. Yeah, Basically, I got stuff. to the point where I realized that new stuff is trash, and I just got to read. All this stuff. <laughs> yeah, that's where John did.
4: I up. I did pick up another. The same issue, but with a different cover,
0: mm-hmm.
4: which was another one of uh, Alex Ross. It was time- Let me see it. Hold on. Did you get it there?
2: Yep. Because I don't remember seeing the other cover. Oh. Move a little bit more. Oh, okay. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's,
4: that's a good one. The
2: Dread Dorm. That's, Dorma. The, uh, yeah. that's, that's the
4: alternate it's, cover. Mm. That's called the time, uh, Timeless. Mm. And he's been doing, I mean, throughout the Marvel. I think I lost you guys.
2: No, we're still here. No,
4: we're, we're here. Yeah, we can hear you.
2: All right, hold on. Are you talking about how Alex Ross is doing all those covers? Because he did a, he did a huge mur- a huge mural, and so all these covers are just the, like the headshots for these characters that are from that mural. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. The mural's great. It's life size. I think.
4: I was telling Derek and John earlier that we were doing Dungeons & Dragons.
2: Mm-hmm. Nerds.
4: What? I won. That's right. <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> <gathering>. <laughs> um, <laughs> I,
4: entered, I entered, into, entered into a contest to win to um, win signed covers from Alex Ross. Oh, that's cool! And they were doing a hundred, and I was one of them.
2: Oh, you won? Yeah.
4: That's cool. Which okay.
2: one did you get?
4: You don't know yet? I got a. Uh, it was just. It was one hundred. Sets of three, okay.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: Well, I got Green Goblin. That's good. Um, uh, Scorpion. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't remember what the other one was. Did I haven't. Was Kang? Kang.
2: They're all signed too, right? That Green Goblin one's great. I, the Scorp- the Scorpion one's good too. It's just, I'm not a huge fan of Scorpion, but that Green Goblin drawing, I I remember that one. That one was really good. I wish I could trade the, the Scorpion for uh, Doctor Doom. Just write him a letter to say, dear, poor (laughs) choice, sir.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's probably (laughs) random-ish. All right. So, is that all you got, Paul? Yes, sir. All
3: right, then. We're going to move on to you, John. What do you got? All right. Surprise, surprise. I only had one book because I haven't had much time. But Darth Vader, issue 31, and I actually... I had a big stack today because I haven't been in a comic shop in a month. So I have Darth Vader 32 as well, but I've only read Darth Vader issue 31. So, so uh, this is called the Tambor Gambit. And the uh, writer is Greg Peck. The artist is Abraham Robinson. Colorist is Federico Lee. And the letterer is V.C. Joe Karamenga. And the cover artist for this issue is... Uh, Razaz. One more Rizaz. time? Razaz. Rahaza. R-A-H-Z-Z-A-H. R- R- <laughs> R- <laughs> R- gotcha. Of course, I'm, I'm butchering all these names. Uh, but basically, the backstory is, Sabe is kind of working with Darth Vader, and she was a tasked by Vader to go and uh, exterminate this... Uh, politician or a guy called uh, Tambor. And so she didn't want to kill him off. She wanted to keep him alive, but make it seem like she killed him off uh, to hide that from Vader, but still keep him alive because he's important for political reasons. And so what happened is he's like, oh great, you kept me alive, and now I'm going to hold you prisoner. And he holds her prisoner, and then now Darth Vader has to come and uh, rescue her, and Vader somehow, uh, acquires all of, uh, the other handmaidens as well to help him out. in this their kind hmm. of, uh, mutual friendship for this one task of, uh, saving, save, you know? And so he says, okay, you know, let's come along. And, uh, he says, uh, they said, we're not serving you, Vader. We're just helping you along. And he's like, okay, they can tell themselves whatever they want. It doesn't matter. They serve me now, <laughs> you know, and, and he kind of uh, does his jerk move type of stuff and they're <laughs> flying <laughs> and they, they're getting attacked right away when they're going for this rescue and Vader just uses a force and pushes them towards the battle. And he's like, okay, go see if you can handle that by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) They're able able to uh, survive. And they're like, hey, hey, Vader, you're a jerk. And he's like, yeah, so now you've you've proven.
0: (laughs) 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 I'm sure that's exactly
3: how the dialogue was written, too. Well, oh, you know it's the gist of it, and he's like, "Hey, look, I'm helping you now. You know that you're pretty good at what you do, right? And Shouldn't you be happy with that?" And they're like, "No," and so, anyways, they they still have to work together, and they they just like, "Okay, I got this plan. You go here, we'll go there," and uh, so they kind of get trapped again, and Vader actually uh, finds save, but. Uh, The politician that uh, Save was supposed to kill off, Tambor, escapes Vader. And so, you know, they're still trying to, uh, you know, Vader gets attacked by this big robot. He gets electrocuted and stuff like that. But he, he survives that. And Save does escape and they get her, you know. And in the end, that's kind of where they leave it off. And he's given Save a choice. Hey, listen, you come with me and work with me. Or else, you know, and that's where they leave the issue off at. But I, I found it pretty good. I like the artwork. I think the story is still interesting. So I'll I'll continue going with this issue, and I still have another stack that I have to go through. Maybe next month I'll have a lot of, great a lot of material for you guys. Yeah. Rick
2: Pak's great. He's a really good writer for that series. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah.
3: yeah, he is. Uh, I think he's been great. So uh, Does, I, isn't I there like a scene is isn't
2: there a scene where Vader's like going up against a guy that's in a that's, that's in a, like, some sort of walker, like an ad ad or something. And he just takes his lightsaber and he uses the force to make it go like the, the bottom all the way up through the ship and kills a dude. Oh, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I think so, yeah.
2: <clears throat> but I just he
3: has... It. I think that's something like that. Oh, yeah. Right. So, here it is here. I think this is the one you're thinking of. He's on, like, a little scooter. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Is that the one? Yeah. And he's, he just takes a saver right through the ship. Yeah. And John, uh, the I ship goes the down. I love
1: hearing the way you describe the books. You know, yeah, I, I, think, like I would love to. I, I
0: would love it. to
2: just record, get a recording of like you reading, not reading a book, but describing the book and then animating it. <laughs> 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 to be, be like the handman is like that you jerk. Awesome, and Vader's yeah. like, yeah, no. So? <laughs> <laughs> Look at <laughs> Peter I mean, on this little scooter you.
0: here.
3: <laughs> That's a shortened version, you know. Sure, 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 sure. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, so any editor's notes, Derek? I like your
1: editor notes. I do not have any editor's notes for you, what? John. What? What? I'm happened?
2: you you got all, you got all the points. You did it. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, you covered everything. <laughs> instead
4: of instead of cliff notes, we can call them John notes. There you go. right
2: <laughs> No notes from the beyond there. <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that.
1: Um, Paul, just I just want to go back to Doctor Strange for a second. So you 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 thought it was pretty good, yes? I give it a thumbs up. And you're going to stick with it for a while, at least? Yes. Cool. All right. Cool. Yeah. Being Also being a Doctor Strange fan, I definitely want to pick that one up.
3: Okay, so... I did have a, a couple other things. Derek had... Nobody been, cares, John. Dario had mentioned before <laughs> that no one gets killed off and stays dead. And I was thinking one person they did have, done is uh, Captain Marvel from the Marvel Universe. They... He's oh, still yeah. Well, done um, it oh. was another book I picked up. I picked yes. up this Wiz Comics issue one. Leave it I, to John to pick up a 19... book called Wiz Comics, the Shazam. I'm trying to get into the DC stuff to keep catch up with Dario and Paul. And then uh, I also did a the Death of New Gods from Paul, which is a Jim Starlin.
2: I, I hope you like I that book. I did. It was oh, very you good. You're ready? You liked it?
3: I liked it, yeah. Did you read it? Did you like it?
2: It was a long time ago. It came out probably at least 10 years ago.
3: Yeah, I would say it's probably been 10 years. And uh, it was pretty good, but uh, that was it.
2: It was the one that
3: was off the shelf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did Oh, did one, you, right? do you guys do that one off the shelf? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was going to say, I thought we did. I'll have to go back and listen to your reviews and see what everybody thought. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember.
0: Um, I'm sure
2: at some point I went off on Metron just sitting in the chair, yeah. putting putts around.
1: Yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> he uh, does do that a lot. That's like the only thing he does.
4: I saw that they're gonna have I don't know if it's a, a miniseries, but they're doing a uh, Adam Warlock rebirth.
2: Yeah, so oh, I saw that. Cool. Is that Light? They're introducing a new female version of Adam Warlock. So it's a it's a female creation kind of like the same way he was created and yeah, she's wearing she's wearing the, like the original Warlock costume with the lightning bolt on it. Yeah. And guess what her name is? Eve. You got it. Ah, <laughs> there we go. Spoiler.
1: <laughs> Eve Warlock. Oh, yeah. wow. uh, how that goes. That What's doesn't that? that doesn't work as well. I like said at, I can't
4: wait to read that.
1: Yeah. Adam Warlock sounds good, but Eve Warlock sounds kind of doom. It's
4: been a while since I've hmm. been able
1: to
2: read about Pip the troll. I yeah, Let's do an art for it. Yeah. Is
3: yeah. is, is oh, that cool. out already or is it coming no. out?
2: It's out soon though. Is okay. it April?
1: Is it? Yeah. Nice. All right. So that'll be it for our um review slash recommendations. So, let's move on to our off-the-shelf section. And this month's off-the-shelf was a pick by Mm Dario. And so, we read Batman Earth 1, Volume 1. And uh, it was written by Jeff Johns, with pencils by Gary Frank, inks by Jonathan Seibel, color by Brad Anderson, lettered by Rob Lay.
2: I'm glad you had that because I let Paul borrow my book, and the only notes I had were the author in the, the illustrator. I <laughs> <laughs> don't know the rest of it. I don't have the book.
1: So, do you want to go through the book, or then Dario, or do you want to have, or do you want me to go through it since you don't have the book with you?
2: I don't have the book in front of me, but we could I mean, we could just talk about it. I can talk about it, and then you could jump in and say whatever you want. If I miss some stuff, but so. I got a copy of the used trade that has all three of the hardcovers, because it was originally issued as a hardcover graphic novel, an OGN, as they call it, original graphic novel. And it was DC's way of kind of like, did we lose Derek?
1: No, I'm here. So.
2: Okay, oh, okay. the image is gone. I just want to make sure you it's still there. Oh, I think I might have accidentally pulled out my camera. So, um, I don't know if it came out. During the New 52, or prior prior to the New 52, like maybe maybe along maybe like around the same time they were doing Flashpoint, but DC got it in their heads that they wanted to kind of do a series of original graphic novels with um, specific creative teams that focused on uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman. Where they would do the Big Three, and they 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 wanted it to be kind of like. Marvel's Ultimate Universe, because, you know, Marvel kind of spun off and did their own, like, reboot while right. they were still running their regular titles with the Ultimate Universe, and that did really well. So DC's like, we can do this, but instead of, like, rebooting our entire universe, we'll just do it with a little on time. And we'll only focus on these three characters. So they had Jeff Johns and Frank, Gary Frank, go and do Batman, right? Um, my only real gripe with this book is that. It's another retelling of Batman's origin story that we all know by heart.
1: That's exactly what I was going to say too.
2: Right. Yeah. So um, there's a lot of a lot of uh, similarities. Um, I don't know if the um, God the Dark Knight movies uh, with Christian Bale. I don't know if those were influenced by this. I can't remember if these were published. I'm going to have to check our editor with his uh-huh. editor notes um the if book, this came the out first book was,
1: was published in 2012 and batman Begins was what 2008 I think it was that 2005
2: oh batman begins was 2005 yeah holy smokes i know right? okay so obviously the book the comic got inspiration yeah. by that i think um so basically it's Batman, Bruce Wayne, becoming Batman. The the the, 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 one of the biggest things that they changed was Alfred. Um, Alfred is yeah. yes. a friend of, um, was a, was a friend of Thomas Wayne and, um, he was British special forces. Right. Um, so he was never a Butler, uh, right. but he came back to help Bruce, um, after his, after Thomas and his wife had been killed. Um, which we find out, kind of jumping ahead on this, we we find out the at the end after all this, Batman tries to find out who kills his parents. He keeps telling Alfred that he's going to stop once he finds out who killed his parents. He knows it's connected to the Penguin, who's been mayor forever, <laughs> like ruling over Gotham. That was awesome, eh? Hey? Right. And so he like finally that, takes that. Yeah. He finally takes down the Penguin, and they 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 see the insanity of of of. Things like uh, Arkham Asylum, which has been shut down forever, and is the home for a guy called the Birthday Boy. He was just a murderer, <laughs> yeah.
1: um,
2: not, and not
1: just a murderer though. He liked to murder uh, young girls.
2: Yeah, yeah. And um, he was he and he worked and he worked for the Penguin. Um, but we find out that the, that the Penguin not only or- orchestrated the murder of the Waynes, but he didn't actually do it. So he orchestrated the murder. He arranged to have the power go out at the movie theater. He arranged to have his guys go in to kill the Waynes, but the Waynes got up and left, and randomly were killed by a random bad guy. So it's even though Penguin did all this and he wanted to kill the Waynes, some other guy did it. Joe Chill did it. So it actually, so Batman when he finds that out, he's like, I can't stop being Batman. He's like, I was going to stop. I can't stop being Batman now because it just proves my point. Um, that art in this book is amazing. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. I, love, I love the beginning when he's going after that bad guy and uh, who jumps across the the, the the distances between the two buildings, and then Batman goes after him, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" Bam, he misses that building and he falls. He totally loses the
4: guy, which is cool because it, it shows him that in the beginning he wasn't all Batman. Right, right. It's
2: like you yeah. know, it's- yeah, he just misses it, and then he falls. <laughs> it's like bouncing off of fire escapes mm-hmm. and stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like. I like. There was one page um, where it was just Batman after he fell. It was just him laying on the ground, going out.
2: Yeah. <laughs> is and then he gets up and he sees another crime happening. He sees a he sees a liquor store being robbed and this in this homeless lady and he's like, I can't help the liquor store. He's like, I got I got busted ribs. He's like, I'm a mess. <laughs> so he just gives the lady some cash <laughs> because she's homeless. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He starts giving a—he's like carrying wads of cash on his Batman. He's just like here, have some,
3: have some money. <laughs> hey, well right? is all your problems.
2: But I mean, I thought it was really good. The the subplot with the Penguin was great. Um, the 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 things that they did, the changes they made to the characters, like uh, Harvey Bullock, I liked his change. Yeah, uh, I did too. So. From being he went from being kind of a gr- a grubby, overweight detective who was done with the system to a guy that was coming off of uh, television. Yeah. Where he was he was he would he was just a detective yeah. that would hunt down things and, and and promote promote like, I don't know, crime media, I guess. And yeah. he's like but he was a real detective. So he went to Gotham to kind of break a story and he got instead of breaking the story, he got broken by mm-hmm. witnessing the horrors of the birthday boy. now he's like an alcoholic yeah. and stuff. So right. And then the changes they did with the Harvey Dent, where Harvey is still um, oh, yeah. the DA, but his twin sister is a detective. No, she's she's something. She might be assistant DA. I'm not too sure. Uh, yeah, I don't remember. <clears throat> and the fact that they really leaned into and they don't do this in the main DC universe. I don't think they leaned into the fact that Martha Wayne was an Arkham and that she her family. Yeah. Her family has a history of mental illness, so yeah,
4: they kind of touched on that in Flashpoint,
2: right? Yeah, they totally did. But I don't think they, I don't think they go into that in the regular DC universe. Even though they keep rebooting that universe, but you they also touch on that in the Court of Owls? I never read the Court of Owls. I wasn't a huge fan of Scott Schneider's run, so I didn't really read that stuff.
4: No, it was pretty good.
2: Yeah, I know I should. I bet you it's really good. I'm just, not, I'm just probably not being fair to it, so. Oh, he's a cosmic guru. Right, I know.
0: <laughs>
2: I agree. Sometimes I fake it. <laughs>
3: how dare they! <laughs> you,
4: know how long it, you know how long it takes me to get the goddamn cosmic dust off of your freaking cape?
1: <laughs> you can hire people to do that.
2: <laughs> well, he's the greatest sidekick. That's what he does. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I was just oh, reading
3: it real quick. Jessica Dent became uh, sworn in as a new mayor. After okay, Penguin so she was Yeah, oh, was involved. In that.
2: Now, if you guys have the, the collected books like I do, uh, I started reading the second book, and like, but I gave it to Paul to borrow, so I didn't finish the storyline. I do. But not. the second, the second story is really cool, um, and it's got Killer Croc in it, and there's a really cool twist with Killer Croc that I loved.
3: Oh, really? <laughs> so good. Yeah, so this this is part one, and there's a part two.
2: There's three. There's three total. Yeah,
3: there's three total. Is it by yeah. the same team?
2: It's by the same team. Yeah.
3: Oh, that's great. So
2: to- totally worth reading. Um okay. I'm, I'm looking forward to getting the book back from Paul. I told Paul to finish reading it and then give it back to me because it's it's. I'd rather him read it and then give it back to me afterwards. So.
3: Well, I'm definitely gonna pick up the second and third one because of this one here.
2: Yeah, it makes me want to try and read the Superman one. I mean, they're different creative teams. Um, they're only. Was there only one Superman? I think there might have been two. I don't think they did three. And then I think there was either two or three Wonder Woman ones. And Grant Morrison wrote the Wonder Woman ones.
3: The uh, Superman one is an advertisement in the back, and it has uh, Jeff Johns and Gary Frank as well.
2: Oh, well, so no. That is...
3: Is that uh, something else? That's, that's
2: something they did in the mainstream Marvel universe.
3: Oh, this is secret origin, okay. Yeah, secret that's
2: a secret origin. That's when they kind of they kind of did another kind of a reboot on Superman and they leaned in real heavy with making him look like Christopher Reeve's.
3: Um yeah, I, I was going to say that they did little, you know, uh, uh, they did this quick, something with Batman
1: here. A little quick correction there. Um you said Dario that was something that happened in the Marvel universe. That's DC. Hello, cosmic guru. Uh,
2: I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're just <laughs> running in all cylinders tonight. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so
4: um You know it's very hard to be the greatest sidekick, okay? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I gotta
4: got keep I'm looking I got I gotta find I gotta find an apartment for the beyonder on Yancy Street. <laughs> 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 I gotta buff, uh, buff out scratches from the from the from the NATO mobile.
0: <laughs> oh jeez.
1: Um, I'm looking here, and it looks like there is also a Wonder Woman Earth one and a Green Lantern Earth one.
2: Oh, it's a Green Lantern one. I don't remember that. Yeah. I know it's Superman and Wonder Woman. Like I said, Grant Morrison did the Wonder Woman one. And I know they collected all those in one trade, too, like this. Um, Green Lantern, I think there's two volumes. Do we know what
4: Lantern it is? The first, one's it the first like one... It looks like hell. And I think the second one is Jon Stewart.
1: That's cool. Yeah. Um, The first one was written and drawn by Gabriel Hardman. <coughs> and let me click on the second one.
4: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there we go. sure to the second one, let uh, what? Yes, Hans and Gary Frank handle all of them.
2: Oh, yeah, but he couldn't. I don't think he could do all of it. Sometimes it's hard enough for him to do one thing. Yeah, really.
1: So, what did we think overall?
2: Aside from the fact that I was tired of the retelling of his origin, it was it was great. I loved it.
1: I I completely agree with you. Um, that is exactly what I was thinking. Um, I enjoyed it. It was great. Artwork was great. The writing was great. I just wish you know we didn't have to go through another origin story.
2: Here's the thing, though. You got to think about is that when's the last time they did a uh, uh, well? I don't know. They always have to think of new readers and new generations of kids. I'm seeing it more and more working at the store where where people come in and they're like, like, Dara, you're talking about a story that came out before I was born. And I'm like,
0: get out of here, please! please.
1: (laughs) Didn't need to hear that.
3: (laughs) All right, so... uh, I I would say that I I love the artwork and the story and uh, I thought it was an interesting twist that Alfred was kind of like a... Previously, like military and yeah. kind of yeah, I'm kind of. Like, that, I thought that was an interesting twist.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny too. Oh no, they do that in the second one. It's a little, it's a little bit of a spoiler. He, Alfred goes with Bruce Wayne to a meeting uh, at Wayne Corp, and he's talking. Uh, Alfred's talking to the secretary, uh, this pretty young girl, and she's like, "You're his, you're his butler." He's like, "No, I'm not his butler. I'm his butler." <laughs> 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 because he just tells everybody I'm his butler. I'm his body <laughs>
0: yeah. And what did you
4: think of it, Paul? I loved it. Even if, like you guys, you know, I already know the origin of Batman.
0: Mm.
4: I mean, if they want to do that, I would have done it like in a flashback.
1: Right, yeah.
4: You know what I'm saying? hmm And then move forward. So that way, I mean, you can still tell the origin like in one page. Right. Flashback and then move forward. Because it's been, what, 85, 80, 85 years now?
0: hmm Right. Yeah.
4: I mean, if, What's they, cool. if they don't have the concept down yet, then you know what? Yeah,
2: exactly. I, I, I will say what the, one of the cool things is that while they're keeping the origins, you know, fairly static with just a few changes, like with Alfred, yeah. Um, they make some, They're making some really interesting changes with the villains and updating them. Like yes. penguins, penguins change, right? And yeah, then, yeah. Uh, that was like, that was two, like, face, two face, and Killer Croc, in the next one, and then a Catwoman's in the other one coming up. So,
4: um, yeah. Again, I love the concept of Alfred being more of a bodyguard. Maybe even, even maybe even training Bruce for giving him some some pointers.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know. Just well, that's what, they've been doing that in, um, the last Batman movie that came out. I think they were kind of like, I don't know if they went into it too much, but I think they were kind of alluding to the fact that Alfred was more than just a butler. Yeah. Because he
0: knew how to yeah.
2: do stuff. Well, they did but, that, they did that through the TV, the
1: Gotham, the Gotham huh. show. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that,
2: the guy who played him in the Gotham show was, uh, same, that was the son of the guy who played the second doctor in Doctor Who. No, the third doctor. I lied. Oh, wow. Doctor.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. Thanks for the fun fact. That's a fun, fun fact. Thing. All right. So that was our off-the-shelf review for Batman: Earth One, Volume One. Yay.
4: Yeah.
1: So now we're gonna uh, just cover a couple of uh, things here. Um, well, one thing really, and that is um, some movies. And uh, first of all, I want to start with uh, since our last recording. Um, I too have seen Ant-Man and the Wasp: Quantumania, and that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not, I did not hate it as much as you seem to hate it, Dario. But it was just, eh, it was, uh, it was okay. It's just a
2: movie. No, I, I, I love Ant-Man, and you I think him. he's a great character. You went to marry him. I just, I just I do. <laughs> I just feel like I just should have seen a different movie. I would have been much happier if I had watched a different Ant Man movie.
1: Yeah, so, so, and, and
2: any of that other crap going on. So uh, it wasn't just me.
4: Hmm? No, I actually went and saw it too. Oh, did you?
1: Yeah, it was not. It was not great, and it's a little disappointing, seeing as how it's the start of Phase Five and you know the big introduction of Kang and although. Yeah, we
4: did. Pointed.
1: Although I liked I liked Kane, he was good. But
2: yeah, I agree. I like I like um, Paul Rudd, and I like Kang. Mm. That's it. Yeah, right. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, she was she was good too. I, I feel like Michael Douglas didn't do anything in the whole movie. Yeah, and neither I did. I did Wasp. She did some things, but not a lot. Not
1: yeah, not really. Yeah. Um. And d- Cassie was okay, but eh.
2: Cassie spent a lot of time telling her dad he was wrong.
1: Yeah, true. And You're th- wrong, old man. <laughs> And I'm not even gonna get started on the freaking Modoc. Not like Modoc. A <laughs> <Ew. laughs> mess that was. Anyway, but <clears throat> but um so that you know, we just I just wanted to to mention that. Uh but now we're gonna talk about another movie that none of us have seen except for Dario, <laughs> and that is Shazam Fury of the Gods. So, uh
2: you, well, before before I talk about before I talk about this movie, um, I just want to ask you guys: um, Did any of you see the trailer for the new Mighty Morphin Power Rangers show that's going to be on Netflix? No. Oh. So I'm not a, a more Mighty Morphin Power Rangers fan because I was much older when it came out. Right. But yeah. If you watch War. the original show, it's all the surviving original actors reprising. uh Oh. <laughs> so. Wow. Well I lost
1: month. It for a minute there, Dario. What was that you were saying?
2: <laughs> if you like the Rangers, if you like no, the Rangers, I actually watch. did. And it's gonna be on Netflix next month. It's just it's just old Rangers fighting old villains. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. There's a trailer out. You should check out the trailer. It actually looks it looks like a lot of fun. They're not they're not upgrading any of the Special effects. It looks just like it did back then.
0: <laughs> when the
2: rope, when the, when all the Zords come out, the Zords are like Zords.
0: <laughs>
3: well, Dario knows what a Zord is.
2: Yeah, of course. I have to buy and sell this stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, I really sure, yeah. way,
3: of course. Yeah,
2: I remember the first time somebody brought in a Power Rangers collection. I knew I knew half the characters, uh-huh. and then all, the, all the monsters. I was just like. I'll look at those later, and then the people that had the collections were like, "Well, this is this character, and this is that character," and I was like, "Ah, oh, well, I knew that." Red that. I knew that too. red that.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, sure, I know Red Ranger, Black Ranger. <laughs> yeah. this yellow one. the okay. Yellow Ranger, right?
2: <laughs> so you guys should check that trailer out. But right. jumping back to Shazam, um,
1: let's so let's try to make it spoiler free as much mm-hmm. as possible.
2: It's an easy movie. Do we really have to? <laughs> Come on.
1: Yeah. Okay. True. So first
2: of all, that's true. Yeah. What I've read, the movie is doing very, very poorly. Yes. Uh, I think movie, I think the movie was fine. Um, mm. If you like the first movie, you're going to like this movie. In fact, I liked it more so because um, whereas the first movie focused on Billy's getting his powers from the wizard and all that stuff and Siniva and the uh, sins, this starts out. With the whole family having their powers and they're operating as a team. Right. Um they make jokes about how none of them have names because <laughs> nobody's got a name. <laughs> uh, Captain Marvel Jr. calls himself uh Captain Every Power.
0: Captain
2: <laughs> <laughs> Every Power. And then and then when they refer to, to to Shazam Captain Marvel, um Freddy's like, Oh, that's that's Captain Every Power Jr. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, you you've seen the trailer of where uh-huh. uh, where Shazam's lying on the couch and he's he's kind of like a psychiatrist, but oh, it turns yeah, out he's yeah. the he's at a pediatrician's beauty. office. Yep. So, fun fact: as I'm watching this scene because this plays out exactly as it does in the trailer in the movie, um, when they pan to the pediatrician, his name plaque is on the desk, and his name is Dario. <laughs> 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 no, no. <laughs> I was like holy smokes, I've never seen my name in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> um, but Billy's afraid that he because he's about to turn 18, so he's afraid that when he turns 18, the family he's with is going to tell him that they don't want him anymore in the house because mm. it's a foster home and they won't get checks for him anymore and all that stuff. And they're still hanging out in the Rock of Eternity, and they're all doing their own things. Like, one of the brothers is mapping out all the doors that lead to all different dimensions, and oh, then the geez. other one's like just checking out what to do with the sins and all that stuff. Um, so it's it's well known that the bad guys are the daughters of Atlas. So the three yeah. daughters of Atlas are trying to bring magic back to the to to, to uh, Olympus because it's been had the magic removed by the wizard Shazam, which right. you find out. Um, so the bad guys are like they go back and forth from being kind of like villainous, evil bad to we have an agenda that we're just trying to fulfill and it just so happens you're in our way. So we're going to get you out of our way. Um, so they just want to bring back magic to their realm. Um, and Lucy, Lucy Lou, is their her name? Yeah. Lucy yeah. Lou's character is like the really villainous one. She's the one who's like, if she could cackle, <laughs> <laughs> she would be doing, it. um, there's not really much to say. I mean, that's the whole point of the movie is that they're just trying to stop the dolls of Atlas from from doing this thing. Um, special effects-wise, it's really, really good. Uh, mm-hmm. I think they give almost all the Marvel family uh, enough screen time. Like, a lot of it goes to Billy. A lot of it goes sure. to Captain Marvel Jr. Uh, Captain Marvel Jr. gets a lot. Um, and then Mary's next. And then Pedro and the other ones get background, background screen time, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, hmm.
1: um, I heard that actually <clears throat> Billy, the kid version of Billy wasn't in the movie as much. He was he's mostly- in it for two scenes.
2: He's at the beginning. Oh really? He's at the end. Ah. Other than that, he's never Billy. Like when everybody get everybody has their powers taken from them and get re- and gets reverted back to to their normal human form. Mm-hmm. But every time they could have taken that staff and pointed it at, at Shazam, they were just like <laughs> ha ha! We'll fight you. Now. We'll fight you later. They
0: went
2: off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they had to kind of keep him off screen because he was he's looking like a full grown adult. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so basically, your final verdict is it's
2: it's perfectly watchable. It's, be- it's much better than Black Adam.
1: Okay, okay. I saw see. yeah, that I seen cool. Black
2: Adam. <laughs> so I didn't mind Black Adam, but I thought Black Adam was I don't know. Was, I hate it was, was a little too it was a little too much. Mm. Um, you know the fight scenes in this movie are there. Um they try not to, there's some scenes where they try not to fight. Uh Black Adam is just like I'm Black Adam,
0: a badass. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and um it's like if you get a chance to watch it on HBO when it comes out, totally watch it. That's only if you like the first movie. If you didn't like the first movie, just skip it. I, I, um, also I like the first movie, th- so...
3: Yeah. I thought the first movie was good enough.
2: There's two end-credit scenes. Uh, okay. Um, the first end-credit scene happens shortly after the credits roll, and the second end-credit scene happens at the very end of the credits.
1: Are they worth watching?
2: Um, The first end-credit scene, no. The second end-credit <laughs> scene, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, although, if we watch, if we're watching it um, in the streaming, we can at least fast forward,
2: right? So the first end credit scene is supposed to connect Shazam to the greater extended DC universe, which I don't even know what's happening right now with that. Yeah, that's but what I was. Involves, thinking. it involves characters from the Peacemaker TV show. I'll just leave it at that.
1: Oh, okay. okay. Nah. okay. Interesting.
2: Uh, and then the second end credit scene. Is a callback to the original end credit scene from the first Shazam movie, which I had totally forgotten about. So, in the first Shazam movie, we see Suniva in his cell, and Mister Mister Mind comes out, and tells yes. him, tells him that they're going to do a thing, right? We're going to do a thing. Uh-huh. We're a team. We're all bad guys. And so, at the the the, the, the second end credit scene, is Suniva in his cell, and then you hear Mister Mind talking. He turns around and he goes, "Where have you been?"
0: It's been two years I've been in the cell. Where have you been?
2: <laughs> and Mr. Mind's like I have very small legs Takes me a very long time to get to places where I need to go <laughs> He goes I'm not, I'm not a human I don't have giant long legs like you I don't have wings Because I have to scurry And not, not be stepped on <laughs> Nice And so Sniper's so like well whatever You're here now and so Dr. Mr. Mind's like, excellent. So now prepare yourself. Because shortly after I do this next task, we'll be ready. And then he slows <laughs> off
0: again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, no. At least back. I with him.
1: <laughs> All right. Um, I, I haven't seen Kazam 1 yet. Really? I liked it a lot. It's good. I yeah, thought it was, yeah, I it thought was, it was pretty good. good. Yeah, it was It was one of the better DC movies. Take that <clears throat> as you as you will,
2: um, <laughs> if you wait, Paul, like in probably two months, they're going to package Shazam one and Shazam two together on DVD, and they're going to sell it at Walmart for two bucks.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with my discount, I can afford it.
2: Yeah, <laughs>
1: you know it's very, um, it's very interesting that you mentioned that one of the cutscenes, one of the cutscenes, one of the scenes has um, some of the Peacemaker people in it because it's such a completely like peacemaker was you know an r-rated show and, and shazam's more you know light-hearted
2: <laughs> well it's super funny because they go they're going to recruit him, right and so yeah. what's her name uh the the, the woman the, the the woman that was in the suicide squad movie and then she was also a peacemaker and she's in real life she's james gunn's wife oh right yeah so anyway she's walking down and so she's talking to Dyebeard so it's the two of them. I'm ruining it for you. So it's her and Dyebeard Beard, um, and so she's like, "This guy's kind of immature, but he's really powerful. And we have to recruit him." And so huh. he's like, "All right, whatever." And they get there, and they go, "Okay, we want to rec- we want to recruit recruit you for the justice." And and before he could, they could even finish their sentence, Billy's like, "I'm in." He's like, I'm in. <laughs> She's like, it's a justice society. And he's like, is Wonder Woman <laughs> on that team? And they're like, no, Wonder Woman's not on that team. <laughs> she's like, that's no, okay, I'm in mean, anyway. And then the girl's like, fine, I'm done, bye. And she just turns around and walks away. <laughs> oh, yeah, that
1: reminds me of the, the, so Wonder Woman's in the movie, which we all saw in the trailer, so that's interesting. So is that, uh, Yeah. but it's I heard it was slightly more than just a cameo. Uh,
2: She's in the movie. Uh, she's mentioned a lot. Uh she's got a weird scene at the beginning of the movie <laughs> and she's uh she's at the end uh-huh. and it's it's it feels forced. It's like Oh really? She just shows up and she's like, Hey, I'm Wonder Woman. And look, you can see my face. It's not just cut off here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like Superman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um which reminds me, so I read I read a thing. I read a thing. It wasn't a comic, but I read it. Um, man thing? <laughs> yeah, I read my man thing. No, um. Giant size. Hey, Gary, only way. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> <laughs> the only way to do it, baby. <laughs> no, um, about Wonder Woman. And let's see if I can find it here. Oh, yeah. So there is now a rumor going around. Uh, it's just a rumor right now, but that Gal Gadot could be out as Wonder Woman going forward. And the person they're going to have be the new Wonder Woman um, is somebody you may be familiar with.
4: You star when you can't be good, <laughs> yeah.
1: and that is no, I I don't know how it is actually, and that is actress uh, Grace Caroline Curry, um, otherwise known as Miss Marvel. The,
2: the 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 young girl.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry, no, Mary Marvel.
2: <laughs> Excuse me. Oh no 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 that's just a that's just dumb rumor.
1: Nope. Yeah, I I know it is a rumor. That's what I said at the beginning it's a rumor. But it
2: she makes- she came out the girl who plays Mary Marvel came out and said that she would do a spin-off movie about Mary Marvel about Mary Marvel but sure based on would. how well this movie did I don't think that would happen.
1: Yeah, definitely not. But now I wonder but but I'm wondering with the way things are right now what's going to happen with with some of the like what's going to happen with the with Gal Gadot and everything's
2: going to get rebooted. So at the end of Flashpoint, they're going to do a, they'll, they'll do a reboot and they'll recast or or keep the same people and and, and this is going to be a perfect excuse for them to change stuff. Right. And I swear to God, if they keep Ezra Miller as the Flash, I'm done.
1: Oh, I know, I know. <laughs>
2: Ugh, all stuff, after all the after, after all the bullshit, they're
4: going to get rid of him.
1: I don't know. From what I've been reading, they're really happy with his performance and they like him now that he's he's in um, rehab or therapy or whatever stuff, whatever bull he's in. But yeah, they yeah, it's a perfect time for them to kill him off. Kill him off.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs> start up we'll have to start a petition.
1: Yeah, no kidding. Kill off the Ezra Miller. Although... <sighs> I hate to say it, I really hate to say it, but the last trailer I saw for the Flash movie actually got me interested in seeing it.
0: It's, good. it's Batman.
1: Exactly. And that's why I was like, you bastard! you actually made me want to see the movie and it's the Flash and I hate it.
2: Well, there's a reason, there's a reason why i had so much Batman in it. I mean, because they, they knew the general pub, public was like, well, not the general public, the people that... Follow the stuff We're at this point where we're just like We probably don't want to see it And then they're like oh but Michael Keaton's gonna be Batman <laughs>
1: Right Here it is here's the Michael Keaton Batman Now Did you guys have any of you guys Seen the um The Todd McFarlane toys that are coming out For the movie
2: I have not No
1: good. Yeah, yeah I mean you know for the most part They're you know it's the Flash Ezra Miller Flash so pfft. But um there's one in one toy in particular that they're coming out with that is awesome. And that is uh they're putting out a like Batman. Huh? <laughs> Probably be the Michael Keaton Batman. No, it's even better. It's the Michael Keaton Batmobile.
2: Oh, that's cool.
1: And it fits it's in in um in the size of the seven inch figures.
2: Yeah, it's the scale so they could use it. Yes. <clears throat> that's cool. It's huge and it's it. oh, awesome
1: wow. and i want it <laughs> <laughs> it's also very expensive
2: oh that's cool yeah it's, it's if i only knew somebody that worked at a store that could potentially get that kind of thing oh, it looks like Todd gotten <laughs> right? old
1: <laughs>
2: oh yeah
3: right <laughs> oh, he looks McFarlane,
4: like
3: a Grandpa looks like a skeleton there doesn't man. he he's, yeah. he's like a holy cow what I happened know. to that guy
4: now you need me <laughs> i i just saw my i just saw my status go from sidekick to actual superhero
2: now you're a titan paul (laughs) yeah this is is where you become a titan sure
4: (laughs) i just pushed that stupid jericho kid out of the way i
0: don't
4: know what don't be eyeballing me tempest you're next <laughs> Tempest. How do you make a lamer
1: Batman uh how do you make a lamer Aquaman <laughs> Tempest?
2: No. Oh come on. Tempest? That's <laughs> the costume all blue with waves.
4: <laughs> I liked his I liked his original one where it was red and red and black. That wasn't bad, yeah. And he's gotta be he's gotta be like one of the one of the sidekicks that have Better powers than the than his mentor. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just saying, not that the bars raised high or anything. Yeah, I know. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. All and right. Dave, stop putting aquamans in my goddamn <laughs> book. <butt.
2: laughs> I don't know what you're referring to, sir.
0: <laughs>
4: <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> it's it's on your list, Paul. It's on your list.
4: Like you're gonna find your the guru cape. All in shreds.
0: <laughs>
1: the next thing you're going to find in your box is a an Aquaman gingerbread Funko figure. Oh, there you <laughs> go. do <laughs> have that. It's right up
2: there. Right next, to, right next to all my other toys up there. Next to my mother box.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, so is there anything else we want to cover before we sign off? I don't
3: think so. No, I don't have anything.
4: There he is. How is that? That's a mother box.
2: Somewhere on here, the box has an on off switch. Diario has a mother bug.
1: Open a portal, open a portal. I'm sorry, open a boom tube. You'd think yeah, it would be easier to teleport, find the on switch.
4: Right. I think you supposed to put batteries in the dead buckle.
2: Oh, there's batteries in it, but there's a switch on here somewhere. <laughs> oh, I guess it's already on. <laughs> so if I, have to, if, I, if I turn the lights off, this thing is actually super bright and it looks like a freaking. Like a rave, <laughs> <laughs> like this
1: old light. <laughs> all right, well, uh, I guess that'll do it for us for this episode. Thank you, guys, all for joining me. It's been, for us. it's thank been, uh, it's been an episode.
2: Happy Thanksgiving! <laughs> oh wait, <laughs> oh
1: jeez. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: and uh, again, as always, uh, we want to thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. And. Until Nightwing. Oh, Nightwing. <laughs> Until Nightwing's like shrinking, he has to scurry away like Mr. Mine. <laughs> That'll be it for us. Good night, everybody.
2: Good night. <laughs> Good night. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you.
0: All wrapped up here, sir. Will there be anything else?